I feel so, I sometimes I feel like that to my music. I feel like if I get like a well, I always go to my boy Chavalo. Shout out to him, you know, for another SA alumni. Okay, I always go to him for missing a messer. Slim Rock as well, SAA alum, alumni. See, there Not you the go. We, we only know our boys. That's it. Yeah, That's all we, we got to go, man. Yeah. yeah. I, oh. I found out he went there after I already started working with him. You know, he just happened to be. Oh, you know, shit. A, a, alumni as well. Yeah. Damn, bro. So, small world, you know? Small world. Bro. All right. So. But it's, yeah, I, I only go to him for feedback and for mixing and mastering, you know, because Boom. he's very good. He, Boom. He, and, and now he's. He's starting to go little work work with uh, reggaeton and go into the reggaeton scene. Sick. And he's little by little da- dilly dallying with um, Tiny. Ooh, good for him. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm happy for him. He's and he's killing it. Like I I love his beats and uh, his What's music his is amazing. Like his music is amazing. He can do no wrong in that, and he has the talent. It's such that he wasn't boom. Or discovered as he should because his talent, I feel like his talent is super underrated. Super. That this guy is next level stuff, you know? And and it's such that not many people take notice of that, of him. And he gets, he literally get gets, his, man. Huh? As long as he, I say he'll get his, man. He keeps pushing, bro. That's all it is, dude. I agree. You know, it's like I always think of like that, uh, that picture where it's like, uh, it's like two guys digging for gold, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, one of them is, digging way further than the the first guy is digging way further than the second guy but the second guy already found gold and then so that first guy ends up just turning back when there's like a huge gold nugget two inches away from where he Mm, gave up so you might have to dig you might have to dig further than the next guy but if you keep digging further there's probably more reward at the end of that you know Hard work is always paid is always rewarded, man. At some point, you know, the universe, the universe will pay you, man. You just gotta you just gotta respect it. You gotta respect the process and you gotta respect karma. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I believe I believe in that. I was living proof of that, man. And now I'm doing it again, bro, because I know this is the the thing that's gonna take off, man. Awesome, that's for man. sure. Like I I'll, put my heart and soul to this. I've never been so happy in my life when I started oof, making this, bro. And that's the that. best part. Like I stopped. I didn't stop altogether um, making music. I just took a hiatus because it wasn't making me happy about it. Okay. I, was, I felt so much pressure on it. And I felt like I have to do this. And if I don't do this, I'll never get it done or I'll never be, you know, popping and shit. Or like it was just put me unnecessary pressure on me. And when we, I, all, we all have those moments, of course. And when I took a pause for the cause for a bit and I started looking around what other things can I do in this industry and then the whole podcast thing, I've been listening to podcasts like for, for years, but I've never done it by myself. I always wanted, if I was going to do a podcast, I was going to do it with someone else, someone I can fuck with and we can exchange ideas, someone who has like-minded and something to argue about, you know? Yeah. Stuff like that. And at first, I thought I was going to start with somebody that I knew that we we're going to do it. But we didn't do it because of, you know, complications of, you know, between his time and my time, you know. And I feel like, damn, bro. Like, And then the pandemic hit. The pandemic hit. Yeah. So I, I was like, damn, bro. Like, I really want to do this badly. And then my cousin, who he and I, we go back and forth because this guy, um, he, he shoots for NFL films. Okay. He's a videographer. And he does a lot of videos for... for for gyms. So he does a lot of promo videos for gyms and he he films for everything that's football in South Florida. 
and oh. for NFL films, including college as well. Very <laughs> talented as fuck, man. But I was going back and forth because he and I had the similarities of how we come up, you know? Same mm -hmm. thing that I had to do with, you know, with getting to DJ and promotion and shit whatnot. He had to go through it on his own realm as a videographer. Okay. He had, he had to work for free. He got he had to do these favors for these famous um footballers, like pro pro NFL football guys. You know, it's like, hey, let me do this for you for free. Let me shoot you when you're getting inducted to the Hall of Fame or you're getting, you know, this and then that. And the pros are like, Sick. all right, yeah, yeah, no problem. For free? I'll hook you up with some tickets if you want, like whatever. And they and Sick. he does it. So he kills it. He was telling me, it's like, yo, so whatever happened to the podcast that you were starting? I was like, man, I don't know. The pandemic hits. And, you know, I was, I was like, dude, don't wait for anybody. Do it. Facts. Facts. Do it. You have a microphone. You're, you're, you're an engineer, right? You got a microphone, Facts. right? Yeah. You, do you have a webcam? I can, I can get a webcam, a nice webcam. Sure. It's like, that's all you need. Just start. Just do it. To start Just with something, get yourself an outline, write it down, write some topics on each episode, say, say what you have that structure, say what you're going to say at the beginning, all the way to the end, finish it up and do it and just record it. Just record it. Just do it. Go for it. And that's how I did it. And now this is where I am right now. Just love it, bro. I love it. That's what it's about, man. It's and the, the best part about it is when you when you told me like you've never been happier, you know, and you stopped making music because it wasn't and you the way you started this sentence, I thought it was going a different direction. I should have known. But you said, you know, you stopped making music because it wasn't making you and I was thinking money mm. and you said it wasn't making you happy. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, man, it's not making you happy. Figure out what does follow that chase that. And you'll get, and the money will come. Absolutely. You know? And if it doesn't, something great will come out of regardless because I you're agree. doing something positive. You're doing something that makes you happy. That's a that's a great you know time and energy spent into creating. Bro, this is dope. You know what I'm saying? I'm having a great time right now with you. So, like, thank you, man. You know, I apply I applaud what you're doing, and, I, and you know, and, and acknowledging the growth. You know, some people be like, "Oh, 100 subscribers. That's not a lot." Me, I think that's amazing, man. Hey, bro, that's, it's that's 100 people that genuinely like what the content that you're doing. Exactly, bro. It's 100 more than what I had last year. Last year I have like seven. Now I got 100. There I don't know, go. bro. Like I and just things will be exponential from there as long as you remain consistent. You can, yeah, like I said, you keep getting better at this. You keep updating, reinvesting, and making this the best thing. I it can agree. Be. Yeah, and that's how that's how I look at it because I know this is the thing that I wanted. You know, I yeah. know because yeah. I love. I actually love talking to people, especially the people right. from different backgrounds and have different perspectives. And but at the same time, we feel each other. Like I know what you went through. You know what I went through. Yes. We both have a lot of similarities. We can feel right. the pain. We can feel like right. we know how hard this shit is, bro. And we can relate to it. We and we can figure out how we can help each other out or and help other people outside of this, you know? So because something that I always never, it's never going to leave me from Frank Rodriguez, bro. Frank Rodriguez, I remember that he said in, in one time in class that the music industry is going to screw you over no matter what you do. The, the, the way that you have to handle your business is how you're going to get screwed less. Okay. I've I thought that he was okay. going. I thought he was going conspiracy theory shit on me. I thought he was like, "You must be goddamn out of your mind." Nah, he's just he's just telling you like, bro, you can't avoid it, man. But how are you gonna handle it? How are you gonna handle it? Yeah, I like that. 
So he, something that always stick with me with him and he and I were always going back and forth with shit. Bro, he was a cool guy. <laughs> you know what? That's I feel like that's somebody I need to reach out to because that guy was cool, man. Like there was a, there was a lot of good teachers in that school, dude, that like just became, you know, like that became the experience was like just meeting I agree. just just the, the people that I met, you know, the students as, as well as the teachers and like, yeah, man, like you got life lessons from them, you know, you got career lessons from people that have been in this field that that know, you know, that have gotten beaten up and know what we are, what we were about to put ourselves mm-hmm. through, you know, moving forward from that point. And, you know, you know, you could go there and you saw the people that came into that school as students not having like not not having uh, a productive reasons for the reason they were going to that school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like just having the wrong mentality of what they were expecting to take from that. Mm. Like so, but like then you meet people like I met you and off rip. I was like, wow, like EDM is not really my genre. You know what I'm saying? Not to say I don't like it, I don't listen to it, but like you know, it's 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 tour it's further down the list for me but i heard your music when we were as when we were students yeah. and i'm like yo this is hard okay like this guy knows what, <laughs> i was like this guy knows what he's doing you know like and, and like you had an intention of what you wanted to get out of that school you know i i went in there with the intention too i already had interned for a studio for five mm-hmm. years before i started that at that school so that's interesting guy i didn't yeah. know you had you already came up with experience like before coming to school yeah, like, so I wasn't really a blank slate, you know, mm. I knew how to record, I knew how to mix, and I, I knew some very basic, but everything basic, you know, mm. so I, I went in there knowing, knowing to use compressors and you using EQs and yeah. reverb, but not knowing why, you know, or how the, or how these, you know, plugins and uh, how this gear works, you know, not understanding, like, yo, I feel like people didn't take advantage of that first module, right? They were called... They, I feel like a lot of people didn't take advantage of that first module when we're just in a class taking notes on the way that electricity and current runs through yeah. an amplifier. And, you know, I don't even remember any of that stuff. And, I, you know, I wish I did, but I have notes I can go back on if I really needed to figure out how to bust open my Avalon and, and figure out how, you know, to replace this light bulb or why this circuit board isn't working. I have probably notes that will help me have an understanding, you know, so like I, I feel like there was a lot. I got out of it because I knew what I wanted, what my intention was when I went to that school initially. When I went there, I was like, I'm going to meet every single person, you know, build relationships, mm-hmm. network. But on top of that, I'm going to take as much knowledge from this as I can. You know, I'm going to get myself. I got my foot in the door with a, a different internship at that point, you know, and I was working with Cool and Dre for a little while who, you know, are, uh, you know, huge producers uh from over here in uh, in Miami, like, so, you know, I worked with them for a little while and that was through the connection of the school and, you know, uh, bro, and I feel like if I did reach out to any person that went to SAE, they would immediately be like, you know, like excited to have a conversation at that point. Yeah. Any, almost any person that I met at the school, if I feel like if I call them up, you know, they might not have my number saved, but I'll be like, yo, this is Vivo. Remember SAE? They'll be like, oh shit, what's up? You know, and boom, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm sure I could have a Zoom meeting or a sit down <laughs> yeah. or you know, say link, link with any one of these people, you know? For and real. those are the same people that I feel like had those 
right intentions in that mm-hmm. school, you know? Yeah, uh, my intentions were just like that because I already know what I wanted from the school. But what's amazing is that I came with the intentions of be a better music producer because mm-hmm. before I only know the basics. I already knew how to how Ableton works because right. I, I had it before. And I, I DJ. I've been DJing for over 10 years. So Fire. I know I wanted to do more audio stuff, you know? I want yeah, to be an yeah. audio engineer per se. Like, it doesn't have to be in the studio. I'm, I was so grateful that I went to that school because not only did my intentions change in that school, my okay. whole perspective of how I wanted things changed overall into, I want something bigger than this. Like, my like intentions it. was to be a better producer. Right. I came out with I'm I'm a better producer, better engineer, better live sound engineer, better uh, recording engineer. Like all the other shit that we did that was so much fun. The whole trailer thing, mute the whole thing and recreate the audio. That That was my favorite final project we ever had. I love that project. I had a blast. That was the shit, bro. There was so many times that I left my ass off because of everybody goofing around, but it was just so funny, but it was so fun. It was fun. And, and you really learned, like yeah. you really learned from doing that. Yeah. Like, bro, I, 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 I never had, knew, I, I never knew I needed to learn some of this stuff. I never knew that I, I, this actually, some of these stuff that we were learning could actually potentially help me in my career. Like, yeah. shit, it's all thanks to that that I was able to work in the Cleveland Hotel, may, had a couple of freelance jobs with certain shows and certain festivals as an audio engineer, as the main live sound guy. And also... Because it, it, it opened your mind to all these different yeah. possibilities within our fields that, you know what I'm saying? If you if you say, if you went into that school saying, I'm going to be a rapper, it's like, bro, I hope you open up your mind to all the yes. possibilities in the music industry where you can make yes. money. You know, that's why I try to learn as many skills as possible because like, dude, like, yeah, I can book people to come and record and, and mix in my studio. But if I can also make money on the side for editing videos or... Uh, you know what I'm saying? For hosting podcasts, you know, at my studio or, you know, like just different possible, you know, for for doing some live engineering. I've gotten mm-hmm. paid for those gigs as well. And I wouldn't have thought of doing that before if, you know, this school and the people that I met didn't open up my mind to all these different possibilities. So the, and the fact that like, you know, did you get your foot in the door with doing some of your shows because you went initially as an engineer? Bro, believe it or not, it's offense to that school that I got my foot into the industry because... Awesome, bro. Damn, I love that. Bro, it all all happens. I was in a seminar and just so happened another another buddy of our of mine from SAE, who, who's also alumni. Okay. He's into EDM as well. And he's into that EDM world. And we were just so happened. He and I were just talking and we're attending the seminar. And he told me, he's like, yo... Life in Color is looking for people to perform and shit. Oh, for real? Where? Oh, tomorrow at this place at Sword Soul at Club Space. Be, be at Just 7 like PM. that. Tomorrow. You got booked for a gig tomorrow. What's up? I'm like, all right, ste- bet. Let's go. Up to the place. Let's, let's go. Let's go, bro. Like, what? And it's all be- because... I, get, I wasn't into social media. I was just more into Instagram and Facebook. Twitter, I had it just because... It wasn't for him to tell me, like, I oh, I saw this post on Twitter. Right. I would have never known how I get myself foot into the EDM industry. I would have never right. known. 
and it all happened through that school. And it all happened because I was I was fucking around with uh, with good people. And those good people were like, "Hey, I was I'm doing this." I was like, "Oh shit! All right, right place at the right time." I love it, man. Yeah, it's it's when opportunity meets preparation, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you prepared yourself. You were ready for that moment to happen. It did, and you fucking knocked it out because preparation. Is when preparation meets opportunity, man. You just you're really good at what you do. Yeah. And once that door opens up, you're ready for it. Yeah. Beautiful, bro. bro. I, it's it's amazing, bro. And I give my 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 hats off to the school, man, because I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for that school. I would probably man, be. I agree with you, bro. I don't know 100%. how far will I be, man. Honestly, I don't. I don't think I would have been this far enough for me to say like I've met with so many big artists, like bro. I met Skrillex three times in one year on three different occasions. That's awesome, bro. Like, who the fuck somebody from Puerto Rico who knows nobody in Miami, zero connections, and did all the work and all of a sudden, I'm, I was just chilling with Skrillex. You were straight from Puerto Rico when you were going to SAE, weren't you? And that was what, 2015? 2014, bro. 14? Okay. So you were straight from Puerto Rico. Didn't know nobody. Wow, I remember that, bro. I yeah, remember that. Remember, remember my you, uh, my best friend Charlie. Yeah, I remember Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to him. Um, he What's and up I. Charlie. We, well, Charlie's actually in Boynton Beach with his girlfriend. Nice. Good for him. Yeah, he's doing his thing right now. I think he's um he's still doing his music on his own, but he's also uh, and he does EDM as well, right? Not anymore. Now he's more into R and B and lo fi and hip hop. Oh, sick. Yeah, he, I I keep forgetting. I'll send you the his Instagram, but he's always like sending. Uh, he's always uploading music all the time. You know, man, his music is just Hell like, yeah. I was like, he has the beats, he has the he has the voice, like he does everything, man. Sick, sick, sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Link link us up, bro. He was I, cool too. I was absolutely, bro. But just like that, he and I, we came straight from Puerto Rico to SAE, and that's it. We didn't know yeah. anybody in Miami, bro. Apart, yeah. apart from my cousins that live in South Miami and Kendall and shit, that's different. That's that. That's fine. But we still didn't know anybody else. We didn't know any. We didn't. We had to start like brand new. Make make right. up new friends, new right. people. Right. You know, explore the entire but, scene. You know, and, and whatnot. That, that's also that's also the beautiful thing about putting yourself in a brand new place like that. You know, like I would love I would love at at some point to like. Just pick up and leave Miami because I've been here my whole life, you mm. know. And I and I'm and I, but I love it here, you know. So yeah. if I don't ever leave Miami either, pff, I'll be fine. I love Miami. I love South Florida in general. Broward too. I grew up in between Broward and Miami. And but I'm saying like, you know, putting yourself in a situation, it's almost like going to the bar by yourself, right? Yeah. You go to the bar by yourself, not even meeting with anybody. Or let's say you were supposed to meet with some, maybe you're supposed to meet with some girl that that flaked on you. Duh, now you at the bar by yourself and you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, like you're either going to go and meet people or people just gravitate towards you and start meeting you, yeah. you know? And it's like, if you're open to that and that's what it is, you put yourself in a position where it's like, all right, man, brand new surroundings. What am I going to make of it? Mm-hmm. You know, I get to start fresh right now. And it, and it was scary. That's, it was definitely yeah. scary because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go, who to go, you know. But over time, it became a very norm thing for me to start meeting now and start, you know, talking to people to the point that's, that now, now it's like this is my home, you know. Now this is your home. Damn, that's dope, bro. Happy for you, bro. And you Thank got a fiance. You. Yeah. You're chilling. You got your own place. Like, 
You know what I'm saying? Like that's shout out to you, man. These, Thank you. These, these, are, these are great goals, great accomplishments, dude. I, you know, I tip, I tip my hat to that. I'm happy for you. Appreciate that, man. And yeah, like it, to, to, to point to those goals, like I can save, I can safely say like, bro, I, I reached my goals. My goal was to at least perform in one of these music festivals in these EDM festivals. I want to perform there. I never said it was going to be a, a long-term thing. I will, I will want it to, but I still did it. How lit was that, by the way? You still haven't even told me about the experience itself. Like, how was that? <laughs> which, which ones do you want to talk? The, the hardship or the, or the part, the, the, the festival experience overall? Oh, I want to hear about being on stage in front of all those people spinning <laughs> records. And, you know, I want, to, I, want to, I want to see what that energy feels like. Tell, tell me about Bro, that. Bro, that is on real <laughs> it is an arm real energy bro i've been spinning like i i like i said i've been djing for o- over a decade bro like i know how to Sick. get to people but when i step into the plate um to perform these festivals it's a whole different energy it's a whole different game bro because uh, before it was more about you have to put music to please others. When you're performing at these festivals and shows, you're performing for yourself. You're pleasing you. Yeah. You're not pleasing anybody. Yeah. Nobody's telling you, can you play Goosebumps by Travis uh, Scott? <laughs> no, it's like, I want to play my fucking headbanger. DJ, no requests. DJ, no requests. Seriously. It was like that, but... A whole nother level because you're on a stage. You got literally visuals behind you. You got the whole lights. It's like you have your own concert for one hour. For one hour, that's your moment, bro. Yeah. And there's nobody around your booth. You're 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 separated. You're yeah, you're doing it for yourself at that point, huh? That's what it feels like. Yeah, bro. The only people who were around my booth were my people. You know, people that I they saw me grind hard and saw how hard I worked my ass off to get to there. Those were the only people that were next to me in my booth, and they can see, like, look, look how I'm shining now. Proving every other hater and motherfuckers who were telling me you ain't gonna make it. Well, it was like, well, sorry about that, but I did make it. Yeah. I, I maybe my my level of success is does not define what your definition of success, but I I did it. These are facts as well. I did These, it. I think that's a that's a another key. I feel like we've been dropping a lot of gems and a lot, yeah. of, a lot of keys to success. Just just mentality wise, it's you know, mentality and, wise, bro. And, and, because and I love that, yeah. Because bro, like what other and I take pride to this. Like what other Puerto Rican from the, from the island, straight from the island, mm. has come out from the island to perform of these big, well known shows or mm. festivals and a. We're on a world level, you know, like we're yeah. talking about ultra. We're talking about life in color. Like we're talking about Sunset Music Festival, EDC, which is Electric Daisy Carnival. Biggest, Sick, like, bro. who would have thought that me, who came from the island, all of a sudden in one year's hard work, I'd be performing Ooh. some of these festivals. Like, Ooh. who would have thought? Who could have done this, bro? Not many people. Not many Let's people. Go. Most of the time, everybody stays in that island and performs in that island. And right. Kudos to all my locals from 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 the island, bro. Right. Keep doing your doing. But I don't know anybody who's done what I've done. 
And and what's funny but, but, is and more importantly, it's like that's what you envisioned your success to be. Like you said, exactly. like you know, your your vision of success is not the same as another person's. So exactly. accomplish your goals, not theirs. Exactly. And I said myself, like, okay, one day I'm gonna come back in this island and and perform at a music festival. Hell yeah, fire! And you know what happened the next year? Oh, let's go! I did it. Let's go! I did it on the first. Festival that was a sold out, sold out for seven thousand people. Fuck yeah, Oof. fuck yeah! And I Let's did it go. with my boys, with my boys, and we did it at prime time, and Ooh. we did an amazing back to back, which is like a DJ's turn, and when it's like one DJ plays a song, the next DJ plays another, and they go back to back. You know? Okay. It was all freestyle at that point. Tough freestyle, Damn. four people doing a back to back. That's sick, dude. Bro, that experience was the best I've ever had in my life, bro. Like, at that point, I blacked out. I blacked out <laughs> because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just in the zone, DJing, Ooh. hyping, grabbing the mic and started shouting, everybody fucking jump. Like, yeah. And then you see the motherfuckers with the LED lights and, and fucks and start throwing fires and and lights and shit, and you're like, holy shit, <laughs> where the fuck am I? Dog, that's bro, tough, man. It's it's fire. It's an amazing experience, you got, bro. You got video of that? It's uh, in my gotta, Instagram, bro. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll send you some videos that I got on my phone that will never delete it. No matter how many times <laughs> I upload those videos into my computer and other devices, that, those videos will stay in my phone, bro, because those are like memories, bro. Those are... Those are moments in which let me scroll down once in a while when I'm feeling down. It's like, dog, I remember when I had a fucking blast. So I remember (laughs) when I did this show. I remember when I did this with my homies. I remember this, this and that. It was like, these are fun memories. Well, I will never forget about it. So if when you get that chance, bro, you'll know what I what I'm talking about, bro. It's it's an it's a it's an energy like no other. I mean, yeah, man. I, I like. I, I love to hear it because, like, you know, I've, I've, uh, I performed a lot as a, as an artist, as a rapper. Um, so we've, we've done a lot of shows, a lot of, a lot of local stuff, some big shows. You know what I'm saying? Like way back right. in the day when we were first popping as a group. Um, this was, uh, I think, like 2010. Like, uh, you know, as Paper Brigade. Right. Uh, we were, we were, we were probably we were doing a lot of shows. We opened up for Mac Miller at one point. Oh, you know, and this was this was back when he first dropped kids. And I was Yo. Bro, and Mac Miller was one of those artists that I was immediately just a huge fan of. Like I, I've loved I, I, he has one of the most solid discographies of any artist. Mm. Like every every album is good. You know, there's and, and the progression of his sound. But anyways, now I'm talking about how much I, I fucking stand out for uh, I mean, Mac rest Miller. In, rest in peace to the legend, man. Yeah. Rest in peace. But I could I could go on all day about, you know what I'm saying? About Mac Miller as a as a fan. But, you know, and that day was cool, man. We got to open up for him and it was it was a big <sighs> show. It was a packed club. Like, you know, this was a college crowd and he was like the coolest rapper, you know, for for college students and shit. And he was touring. And that was that was one of those moments where I was like, okay, like this this is going somewhere. We just did a big ass show. We just made a lot of fans tonight. You know, like people like we we had a blast, dude. And I was young. I was like 20, 21 at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're we're out there in the VIP with Mac Miller and, you know, he's got his own table and we're all drinking and 
you know, it was, it was, it was a vibe. He wasn't even old enough to drink at that time, bro. And he out here at a table Yo. with bottles, you know what I'm saying? Full of chicks. Like the whole VIP was full of chicks. It was, it was nuts. And you know, that it just, it, it motivated us. And after that, we finished our album and then we released a, another album. Um, you know, so we, the first album we dropped was Modestly Cocky. Modestly at, Cocky? Modestly Cocky. That was the first mixtape, you know. We we dropped. That's fucking awesome. I, lo- I love the name. It's very cock. It's very, very. It's very um. Fuck. What's the word? Catchy. Thank you. Thank Mod- you. Catchy, modestly yeah. cat. Modestly cocky. Modestly cocky. Yeah, man. We uh. So you know we put that we put that out and you know we got we got a nice little following. This was you know back when like this this was like back in the beginning of Twitter, back in the beginning of Facebook for the wow. most part. You know, so like the way we were promoting our music, like it's different than the way that you do it now, you know? And, yeah. and we were doing well and we gained the fan base. And like, I went to FGCU, Florida Gulf Coast University. I had gone there immediately after high school. And, you know, we had like, we had a fan base out there. It was cool. Like, you know? Oh, um, shit. So, you know, we've done, we've done a lot of shows, right? Mm-hmm. We've been Mac Miller back in the day. And, and, we, and we keep pushing forward and we keep making more music. And there's times that we lose that, that, that momentum. We lose that buzz. Yeah. And then, you know, the, and right now we've been we've been going hard at it, and we got a show coming up now. Uh, we're going to be opening for this artist, uh, Matt Rosa, and Matt Rosa is like you know he's a real good friend of mine. You know, I've known him for years at this point, and we were roommates at one point way back in the day. And now this guy's like built this incredible following through uh, you know being pretty much bro. I want to say like he's like a like a young Gary V, you know. On top of the fact that he's a successful, you know, businessman, like he's a motivational speaker and, you mm. know, and he's got this huge following that now he just recently started uh, releasing music. And this is pretty much the reason why we bonded when we first met was like over music. He played guitar, I rapped and we started making songs together like that way back in uh, 2012, I believe it was uh, 2013, somewhere around there. And uh, so now this guy uh, is putting on a show in uh, November 12th. He's putting on a show at the Citadel in Miami. Mm. There's going to be, it's it's a like an invite-only event. And he's like, yo, I'm trying to keep it intimate or whatever. So, you know, I'm just going to have like 175 people. Max. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. That seems intimate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's going to be the biggest show I ever did, bro. Talk about sure, intimate. Sure, 100 people. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's I, like, I get it. Yeah, he's like, so it's so it's invite only. I only want to, you know, invite people that I want to be there. That I, I'm like, God damn, you know, that many people that 175 is narrowing it down. <laughs> and hey, so, yo, and to me, that's a lot of people. I mean, I yeah, I perform, I perform for thousands, and I still believe that 100 people is still scary as just as much as a thousand. Like it don't matter to me numbers. Right? Th- numbers, I don't mind. When right. I see people in there and I see a crowd, I was like, holy shit, I need to put in my A game no matter what, whether it's 10 people or 100 people or 1,000, it don't matter. I Definitely. see people and I had to like, let me put my energy out of it because it's still scary. It, yeah. You get those goosebumps, you know, literally. Yeah, yeah. So for sure, bro, for sure. And it's, you know, it's it's exciting, man. And, you know, we put out a song recently. So, you know, my, my record label, our company is called mm. Paper Brigade, right? That's like the overall umbrella company for this. Okay. And as uh, as an artist, I've been putting out music with my group, which is me, uh, Vivo, and uh, my partner, uh, Big Homie Fortune. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Big homie Fortune's coolest rapper you'll ever meet, bro. Coolest guy. Like, he's the man. So me and him, we've been putting out music under Los Brigados, um, which is kind of just a take on Paper Brigade. You right. know? I took Brigade and turned it into Brigados. It doesn't even translate to Spanish. Like, it just sounds good. Los Brigados. You feel me? I thought I thought I did. That's why I was like, oh, I get it. It makes sense. It's, it seems right, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it seems right. I never, I never crossed in my mind as like, oh, that's not the right word. It's not. It's no, not. I just like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, brigade, like, brigados. Yeah, that's exactly what I, I think the correct translation would be uh, brigaderos. Yeah, hey, rayo, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Say that five times fast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So those brigados definitely sounds... Sounds better. So yeah, man. So we so uh, you know, I think at this point we put out like six songs. Our our Spotify has been has been doing great. We've been placed Dope. on some good p- playlists. So like, Dope. you know, you, you see those monthly listeners going up, and you know, you just it, it, it's even more motivation for me. I'm like, damn, if this many people like our music, you know, we had a we had a music video. Uh, well, we had a song that blew up uh, just last year called Bandera. Oh, where we sampled this. Uh, so my dog Slim Rock, that does my mastering, mm. also does production as well. Super dope, super dope uh, pr- uh, producer, beat maker. This guy's ill, and he made this beat um, where he sampled this old salsa song. It's like you would definitely recognize it, bro. It's like almost I'm like the national sure. anthem for Puerto Rico, where it's like, uh, oh wow, like do you know how many salsa bandera, songs? Que bonita, bonita mi bandera, que bonito mi bandera, la bandera puertorriqueña. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so he sampled that? So he sampled that, made a crazy trap beat. Oh. And then, uh, oh. you know, and, and I, I kicked a pretty cool verse. Big Homie Fortune kicked a pretty cool verse. The song started to blow up. And then uh, I had met Yasin at this point and I was working with Yasin and he was like, bro, let me get on the remix. I need to get on this fucking song. Let me get on this. Yo. So he, and he recorded super dope like he killed it he outshines us on that track you know he took the, that record <laughs> he took that record to the next fucking level he's you know what i'm saying and we put out a video the video went crazy like i you know we don't really hit big numbers on youtube but on this one we hit uh, i think over 20,000 at this point views on that on that one video god damn that's still enough bro crazy like i've never gotten anywhere close to that you know so like this song was like something else it was doing like the, the way that especially because of Yasin, bro I, mm. like the way puerto ricans feel about his verse in particular yeah brought us a whole new audience mm-hmm. and and, it, and it's dope man it's dope so collaborations um, bro yeah yeah um and tiktok <laughs> he put out a video of us in the studio like when we first recorded his verse i believe and it went crazy on tiktok and that's really what built that uh attention to that particular song mm. you know and just opened us up to a, to a new fan base and way more eyes and you know we've been you know try t- trying to consistently drop music since then ride that wave ride that momentum you know and right. show people like you know this this is the, like, we're fucking fire. You know, we're really dope rappers and, you know, we have really good production, really, really good uh, uh, videos and content. You know, I feel like we're doing, we're doing, we're hitting a lot of marks mm. and we're just realizing, you know, that it, it comes more down to the consistency of it, you know? So, like, our goal as of lately has been to drop one track and one video a month. You know, we don't have to work towards an album. We don't have to work towards 
All we have to do is drop one single and one video per month. And if we can consistently do that, it'll go somewhere the same way that it, it went for Russ. Right. You know? And, and it's going to be a certain quality, you know, like there's a certain standard that I have as a fucking perfectionist OCD mixing yeah. engineer. Like I have yeah. a fucking OCD to the point where there's so many tracks that I've hoarded and not put out because of the fact that I didn't feel it was up to my standard that I couldn't figure out how to reach yet. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like I had this, I had this, you know, standard like, yo, if it doesn't sound this good, I'm not putting it out. But I couldn't figure out how to make it sound that good anyways. So it never got put out. And now I feel like I've met my own standard and it's become a lot easier to finish music, put it out, keep this consistency and make that goal of putting out one song and one video per month. And we call and we drop them on Sundays, which is a weird day to drop music. And, you know, nobody does that. But like, you know, we're the paper brigade and like we call it the sun, the Sunday paper. Ta- <laughs> That's you know? actually genius. That's actually genius. <laughs> Bro, and if you think about it, what does people do usually on a Sunday? Most of the time, Sundays is a midday. You're home, yeah. You're at that's, home. That's how I feel. You're, you're chilling or you're at the beach because you just want to relax. You want to yeah. like re- recover for everything you've done in the weekend. You know, right. so Sunday is like the days where you usually want to be chill and listen to music. So when you release a song on a Sunday, it makes sense because... That's when you have everybody not doing anything. Exactly. Exactly. Take the opportunity and start listening to music. Exactly. Like, in, like, example, like if you when Drake and Kanye um released their song their albums on a Friday, I didn't listen to them on Friday or Saturday because both Fridays and Saturdays I had a lot of shit. I went through it, but I didn't really sit down and listen to it. I had to wait until Sunday, which was the only day out of my schedule which I don't have my fiance with me. She she She's at her place. I'm, in, I'm by myself. I'm right. here to relax. Also, she yeah. works on um, she works on yeah. Sunday, so obviously Sun- I can't see her. So Sundays mm-hmm. for me is the only day in which I can sit down and do whatever the fuck I want to do, whether it's making music or do some editings for next week's episode or just right. chill and relax and listen to music. So right. that's where I was able to listen to new music. I was like, Oh shit, I didn't realize it. Wow, this is actually pretty good. So I can sympathize that, that and that's a very smart um marketing move on your part per, by doing it on the Sundays where yeah. you got everybody not doing anything and they're just chilling yeah. and listening so, to music. So when I start sending out these links, you know, I get a lot of response on a Sunday. Like, you know what Look I'm saying? Like I like it's cause I like do direct to fucking consumer marketing. You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. haven't I haven't really touched the Google ads yet and I feel like, you know, the 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 views and the streams that we're getting are organic and I'm, I haven't reached too much outside my circle yet, which is what I need to do now. So now is the point where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm about to study up on Google ads and figure out the correct way mm. to target, retarget, you know, and, and really find an audience on online. You know, that's the, that's the hardest thing that I'm facing right now for my okay. podcast. Is yes, I can see that. OK, looking for my audience looking yeah. for traffic to come over yeah and i i tried the the facebook ads okay like directing like for one week i pay for one week i paid 35 dollars and i want to reach these certain amount of people and i put all the locations and whatnot and i want everybody to go hit the link to my youtube channel so when they see that the ad they're gonna click on it 
Okay. It reached it reached to a lot of people on that specific target audience that I was planning to have. Right. But you got no clicks out of it. No, it, it had it had it reached. I'll tell you what. I got I got the statistics out of it, which was very interesting, and in which I'm not ever doing Facebook ads again. And now I'm changing on other stuff. Um, it reached the target audience that I wanted to reach. It reached like thousands of people. Thousands. Like at least 5,000 people have seen my ad. Right. And out of those 5,000 people, probably less than 1,000 clicked on it. Less. Right. Out of those less than 1,000 that clicked on it, probably like 10 follow me to this day. I feel, I feel like that's pretty good. Not bad for so, 30, for $35 for one week's ad. $35, you got 10 new followers, 10 new subscribers. Something like that. And, and it was posted on both so, Facebook and Instagram. So I heard recently, I think it was my boy, Matt Rose, actually, that told me that it, it makes more sense to put $35 towards one day of advertising rather than seven, rather than mm. spreading it out. That you... it. it you know, as long as you put it out and on the right day at the right time, mm-hmm. you know, a good peak, then it makes more sense to put more money towards less days of on that ad. Interesting. And this and this is what he told me for Instagram, which mm-hmm. I, I believe Facebook ads is both for Instagram no, it's, and Facebook. It, yeah, it's both yeah. because whatever happens, whatever whatever ads goes into Facebook, it'll be automatically be put in Instagram via you scrolling on your feed or on on the stories when you're watching other people's stories. Right, right. It puts it on both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so like I think about it like this, 5,000 people sounds like a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. but if you did put, you know, 35, $35 in one day and let's say add the, uh, the potential to reach more people. Yeah. You know, like maybe, but, all right, let me rewind this actually. If you had 5,000 people, mm. let's say 100 clicked your ad and 10 actually became subscribers. If you, right. 5,000 people is a very small number. If you reached out, if you put $100 on it and you were able to reach out to, you know, 100,000 people now, those, mm. 10, those 10 subscribers now probably gets to, uh, I think, probably 200. 202, yeah, 202,000 subscribers, something like I, I, I'm doing the math wrong in right, my head, right, but right. it's somewhere around there. Yeah, so, yeah. Something you know, spitballing around there. I, I think, you know, if if you look at that ratio, then you could probably figure out what to expect when you put more, mo- more money towards it. But yeah, bro, I, I agree with, with what you're saying with, with the whole marketing. And I never thought about the way you mentioned it, it like putting too, a lot more money for just one day's ad. That's I never very, thought about that either. I haven't even tried that. Like, like I said, my friend just recommended that to me a few days ago, and I, and it seems like such a good concept. That's very interesting because here's the thing: the reason why I did the thirty five dollars for the whole week is because Facebook has a weird weight of of marketing of you know charging you a certain amount of days per per day. It's like okay. you know we're not gonna we're not gonna stop you know marketing until. You hit the thirty-five every day. Right. You, you have we have to hit our quota because right. it, because let's say like thirty-five dollars to me was the cheapest you can get for Facebook for one one week because okay. it was like I don't know it was 
five dollars per day or something five dollar per day minimum that makes sense yeah, yeah five dollars per day minimum when normally facebook will recommend you a minimum ten dollars per day okay so they charge you like 70 for the entire week that's when they say like you know th this is what we recommend you should start doing it you could go lower if you want just remember when you go lower the the reach ratio will be lower Right, right, but right. But we will hit the mark. We will hit right. the 35. Yeah. So if you're going to get that, you know, if you get the same number of people that you were supposed to hit in a week, in one day, you know, and I, I also feel like, you know, Facebook's algorithm probably works on a reward system in a mm. sense of like, if you're constantly putting out new ads, right. they're probably going to get better at targeting your audience, you know, because they want to show you like, yo, we're working for you. We're helping you build your business, you know, Con keep putting money in and we'll mm. keep doing better for you. I don't know if that's true. I just have a feeling that's probably how it works because they're going to want to hook you in. They're going to, you know, you put out one ad and you're discouraged because I did the same thing. And I know that I know that feeling. I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. And my and, you know, my boy kind of like just gave me a few little pointers the other day about that. And it, it, it kind of changed my mind. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try it out as well as I'm learning Google ads. Like I said, I th I think that's the move. If you can learn that, or yeah, that, you got somebody that does that well, yeah, that's that's something that I actually want to try it out as well. Do the Google ads because obviously, you know, the I I, I want to try to bring the channel, the YouTube channel to to a higher heights, you know, and yeah, that's, yeah. And obviously, Google is owned by YouTube is owned by Google, right? So obviously, it makes sense for me if I do a Google ad from within their own company because obviously. They can actually do those five those five second ads to those people who doesn't have premium to everybody right. who has like YouTube basic and they get they get those five second ten second ads that I can actually put it in there you know or something like that. that's something I, I also I'm intrigued to learn. And that's most people most people don't pay for YouTube, you know most people get yeah get the ads exactly. So so yeah man I mean this I feel like this is the most important thing when it comes to almost any industry and any business nowadays mm -hmm. is really figuring out how to target market. If you figure that out, you can sell anything, bro. If you know how to reach the people that want to buy, you know, socks for their cats, like you just got to learn how to target your market. Uh, I, I, I think that like, like now I'm thinking, you know, for do, do you use Instagram to, to market? Um, but I don't mean that by, uh, putting out ads. Do you use your your Instagram page? Do you follow people? Slide in the DMs, talk to them. Like, yo, what's up? I got a I got a podcast. Um, yes and no. I use my Instagram. In fact, I use all my social media just to promote my podcast. I put okay. clips of the episodes. I well, put the artwork. I I put you know the targeting hashtags for the specific episodes. A specific a specific click. So what do you rely on in order to get people to find your page? Uh, the hashtags? Most of the time, yeah. But the fucked out about Instagram hashtags is whack, to be honest. I don't think I don't think hashtags work the same way that they used to. No, the, it not no. not the way they used to. That's yeah. why that's why I switched to TikTok. And okay. I get a lot more response on TikTok than I do on um, Instagram. Tick, like TikTok, TikTok's an amazing platform, bro. I, I am I such a fan. I you not, bro. Normally, normally, I just put like a couple of specific hashtags. And on average, I get 300 views. Um, 20 followers I have on my TikTok. 300 views. 
That's a lot of views for me. Even for me to say like, holy shit, like 300 people have seen this clip. Exactly. And it's working perfectly because of those hashtags. They're doing its job how it's supposed to be. Instagram is not doing that. It's whack. So what I'm doing in Instagram is basically I'm basically headhunting locals. Okay. So I'm I'm searching for the uh, for the locals that perform in my scene, in the EDM scene, in the house scene, or the dubstep scene. Like I'm searching for. So you want to put on for the city? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Instagram for you trying to put your city. I'm putting I'm putting up for my people for my city. You know. Yeah. And. And it has worked out much more better than I anticipated because now all I had to do was, you know, get one of these young cats over to my podcast. One of their homies saw me and they loved it and they want to be part of it. And then so on and so on becomes a domino effect. That is like, now this guy knows this guy and this guy knows this guy. This guy knows this guy. And they just put me on blast. They just like, yo, like I just did an interview with podcast with, with Wilson. Go check yeah. him out. Now yeah. people are like noticing me. Now people yeah. are like, look at it. Like you have no idea how many times I've talked to people big and small in which I, I, I talk to them and say, Hey, you want to be part of the show? You know? And they say, yo, I like what you did with this. So-and-so episode. Yo, I took, I take a look at your Instagram page. I saw all these clips. Yo, you're very good. You got the talent. Yo, you're very good at this game. And I'm like, that's very rewarding. That means Hell I'm yeah. reaching out to people because Hell all yeah. I because I'm putting all these kids out. As, I'm helping them as well to put them a spotlight, having them a spotlight. And they yeah. love that. They absolutely yeah. love that because who's going to take them when they're nobodies? Like literally nobody's yeah. going to take them. Yeah. So why don't I become that bridge? Why do I don't right. help out these cats who are going to be successful artists? Right. And put them on map and let them know and have a conversation. Right. And and at the same time, helping them out as well. It's it's a mutual benefit. Podcasts are a mute. This type of format for a podcast yeah. is a mutual benefit. You're giving me some exposure to your fans, and I'm giving you exposure to my fans. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the difference is is that you're willing to put in the work to get it done. You know, and if it's worth it, if it's worth it to you, you know, then then a person's contribution of just being on your show and talking to you is enough. And that's fire, bro. I mean, like I, I um, with, with with my crew, with Paper Brigade, we had put out a uh, podcast uh, that we were doing uh, last year. You know, I want to get back. I want to get back to it. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, I, I kind of see it as we're coming back like season two of it. Oh, right. Oh, you know? OK. OK. I don't know if that's done in the podcast world, but, you know, we're going to come back season two and I'm going to have, you know, a better audio setup and you know, better video. I'm going to live stream it on Twitch and, you know, all these things that I'm planning to be like the next level up when I, when we started up again. And, you know, the fact that I put in, you know, so much, you know, work into, you know, the, like, like I said, bro, I'm OCD. So for me, the sound has to be perfect. The video has to be perfect. The transitions, the clips, everything like, you know, I'm OCD with it. And the irony of me making it, you know, as best as I can, I call it the worst podcast on the internet. Or we call it the, the worst podcast Duh. on the internet. You know, we, we've done it. <laughs> You're good with these catchy names, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I feel like you're right. I feel like that's as as a group, the, you know, the you know, between like the four of us, like we really do like, yeah. Yeah, man. I'm glad you pointed that out. That's cool. We do have cool names for stuff. Oh, you're good at this <laughs> shit, bro. You're good at that. And, it, and it's stuff that makes you 
think about. You know, it's like, oh, okay, I see where you're going. I see where you're going with this. And it's stuff that catch it catches the attention. That's what you want to yes, catch that, the attention, you know? That, that was that was our initial like idea was like, bro, it's gonna catch people, you know? And if it sucks, it's like you can't tell me that it sucks because I told you that it sucks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if my if you don't like my podcast, it's because it's the worst. I already told you. <laughs> that's a, that dude. That's the same mentality as from these guys, the Brilliant Idiots podcast. Yes, Charlemagne the I God like and, and Andrew yeah. Schultz. That's another awesome name. I love that. I mean, I absolutely love it. They're one of my favorite people when I'm listening to podcasts. Oh, bro. me too, bro. The, I love Andrew Schultz. He's uh, hilarious. Andrew Schultz is amazing. Very, very, very funny, bro. Especially when he goes to those when he pokes those, you know. Those type of jokes that are like, yo, yeah. chill, 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 Yeah, he chill, doesn't chill. care. No, he doesn't, he doesn't care. care. He's got no filter. I love that fact that he does that because a lot of comedians are being censored a lot because they're like, yeah. I have to watch out what I say here and there. Right, because right. And Andrew Schultz just like murders everybody. He's yeah. like, I don't give a fuck. I just say fuck you to everybody. And that's just golden, and then, bro. And yeah. And then him and Charlemagne, just because the fact that they're good friends, you know, they have that energy where yeah. it's just that whole, you're you're cracking up the entire time listening yeah. to Yeah. All the time, bro. I'm just cracking up some of the dumb yeah. shit that they come up for. And some yeah. of this wildest perspective of where they go with certain topics that I'm but I laugh at it. I like, I get like, hmm, interesting. And at the same time, I go like, this motherfucker, this, yeah. this guy, this guy, bro. I mean, I want, I want to say, I want to say, yeah, man. And, and then, so with the worst podcast on the internet, you know, we kind of, uh, I feel like we kind of have that same format, that same approach, you know, right. It's, it's me and my homies and we talk a lot of shit. You know, we just, we talk a lot of shit. Uh, you know, we bring up serious topics, but it always turns into something funny. It mm. always turns into, you know, like, like, I, I, you know, we're we're each I feel like we're each clever, but we don't talk over each other. Mm. You know, like the way that this conversation has been going the entire time, I feel like, you know, there, there's good rapport here, you know, and like that's it's important for a podcast. You know, yeah. you said you started you, you almost didn't start this because you needed a co-host. But mm. so you came so your boy told you, like, you don't need a co-host, bro. You just need to do this, you know, and, and we, you know, we, we kind of took the same approach with that. And uh, with the way that you have guests, mm. every episode we had a guest. So it's three of us and a guest, you know. Right. And it's and it it gets it gets very interesting. And we do the and and I have that same mentality. We have that same mentality that you have. That you said that you're trying to put on with your podcast. You wanted to put on for your city, for your friends, for your yeah. circle, and the local, you know, uh, entertainment industry. We have that same approach. You know, I think we did 12 episodes, maybe 13, and it's all our friends, but it's all people that are super talented, mm -hmm. uh, you know, successful in their fields and, you know, interesting with interesting minds and interesting takes on things. And, you know, and at the same time, with a sense of humor, we just we just be out there talking shit, dude. But, you know, so if you haven't, I would love for you to check out my podcast. Let me know what you think about it. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'll definitely look into it. I actually did save it. Hold on. I did save it. I did save a playlist where all your episodes are. Sick. I saved it so that way I could take my time and start listening and going one by one, you know, because I love podcasts. When I'm not doing anything at work, I'm listening to podcasts, bro, because I get yeah. myself entertained. I, I, I love to listening to other people's perspective and just educate myself even further, you know, and as well, like learning how people how 
they communicate when they're in the podcast because people don't know about this, but people think that, oh, you know, podcast is easy. You just pick up a mic and just talk. I'm like, not necessarily. It's just all about talk. There's a structure behind it that you don't right. realize it. There's right. like certain topics that you need to hit at a certain time. Like there has to be a beginning and end, you know, you can't right. understand yourself. You cannot, you have to be very specific and simple and straight to the point. Right. You can't be very detailed about it because then you may lose the audience and stuff. Yeah. Like. And, and as well and as, and there's a lot of sidetracking that goes on too. And I'm, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, uh, a victim of, of sidetracking. You know, I, sometimes I'm, I'm over here explaining a story. I get stuck on, you know, something else till, till you catch me. I'm like, but to bring it back around yeah. what we were initially talking about, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and that's important. If not, you know, it's, it's just ranting, you know, which I, I tend, agree. I tend to do, but it's also, you know, something that I've, I've learned a lot of skills by doing the podcast. That's true. Know? And, like and, and it made me learn how to, how to, how to talk to people, how to, how to have yes. a conversation with people and yes. have them to brief on that conversation. Yes. Try, trying not to cut up with each other, you know, and, and seamlessly switching topics without you realizing that we're switching the topic. You know, I just it just so happened that it got connected to what we were talking about. And bam, we're switching topics already and we're almost there, you know? Right, right. So there's a lot that I learned from it. And I, like people don't really, really see that. And and I I love the fact that people are noticing that when they see my clips of me interviewing people, when I asking some of these pointy questions or even talking some facts out of it, I love when people res they respect me enough to say like, yo, I love how you talk to this guy. You're actually very good at uh, interviewing people. You're very good at this. You ask certain questions. You're very good at a very certain questions that people normally won't ask to somebody. But I'm I'll got the boss to ask her like not too long ago. I was talking to this cosplayer that she's very big. Like she's like big at Twitch, big at uh, at Instagram, OnlyFans and shit and whatnot. Okay, and I, yeah, I saw I saw some of your clips uh, with her, where, right? Her. Yeah. And one of the questions which I was afraid to ask because it's actually a very I believe it's a very personal thing to ask, and it's about OnlyFans. Like okay. I don't know how people how she will perceive that, but I asked her beforehand. It's like, is it okay if I talk about OnlyFans and? And talk about how you make your money and shit. And she was like, yeah, go for it. So it's like I started quite asking questions. See, those type of questions, you don't normally ask that to people. Right. But I made sure that you feel comfortable enough. Right. To answer those questions. Right. I don't, right. I don't go nope. deep throat on you right from the get go. And it's like, all right, let's rip the band and just go raw on you. Like, no, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Not, only, only Charlemagne does that. Yeah, no, Charlemagne is savage enough to do that, bro. But that, he's that's got what Charlemagne does. Yeah. No, but I, but I mean, you have the, the, the right approach, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's respectful, mm. you know, like asking ahead of time, yo, can we talk about this? You know, because I feel like it'd be an interesting topic, um, you know, and, and respectfully, you know, I'm sure you ask the questions correctly and, that's that's all it comes down to, man. Like we're we're just two people having a conversation exactly. at the end of the day. Exactly, and that's how I perceive it to everybody. Everybody uh, I try to talk to to coming over to the uh, podcast, I just tell them like, "Hey, we're just having a conversation, man. We're just yeah. two people talking, and that's it." You know, and you know it's gonna go somewhere. 
Yeah, it's obviously. I'm obviously going to go ask some of these deep fraud questions because if I don't ask it, it's never going to, nobody's going to know. And it needs to be known because how can I put this? People need to know some of this stuff because sometimes people come into this industry go blindly, you know? And it's those specific questions that you always wonder what it is, but you, you're afraid to ask because it may perceive you like something, you know? So I'm willing to go ahead and ask for it so people can understand like, okay, now I understand why labels are fucked. I can understand why OnlyFans works like this. Oh, I I understand what's the difference between LSC and S-Corp. You know, I understand this and that because nobody asks these questions. And it's hard to ask these questions when you don't know anybody who does that or even gets you. Sometimes some of these big artists don't even doesn't give you tell you the secrets to this industry yeah. and that's and that's shameful because they, they know how 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 cutthroat the industry is they have the power to save hundreds on the next generation to come over and let them know say hey guys don't focus on labels and shit just focus on your music just focus make sure it's the next big shit and ever and then send it over to us artists send it over to this and you'll get recognized if it's good it's good and da 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 See, if nobody tells me that when I started it, I, I, I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty sure I would have avoided a lot of things. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Of course, man. You know, but at the end of the day, some people are going to be gatekeepers to knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, with the fear of, you know, ego, with the, pride, like, oh, you're going to be better yeah. than me. You're going to take away my food. Yes, exactly. With the fear of, you know, losing a portion of their plate because mm-hmm. they they taught somebody to do what they do, taught somebody a trade or a exactly. skill. Exactly. Or even a mentality, you know? Which is wild to me because this industry is big enough for everyone. Like, it's never it's never saturated. It's never overflow. Like, there's room for everybody. There's room for everybody to eat. But yeah, it's that ego, that pride that says like, nah, bro, I got this opportunity. I work hard for it. I don't want anybody to, to, to take it away from me. And I believe that when people think like that, it's because maybe it's because you're doing something that's not working and they're doing something that it is working. Mm. Because why would you saying. why would you be insecure about that? Yeah. Why why would you care? Like stay on your stay on your lane, man. Exactly. Like, don't worry We're, about other people's careers. We all got our own lanes. Yeah, everybody has their own way to get to like Yeah. Forget about it. Like just do your thing and that's it. Don't worry about it. So what if this guy just started yesterday and now he's bigger than you? Everybody's going to be bigger you, than you at one point. You, you, Everybody's you probably, gonna, Yeah, you probably if that guy never became bigger than you, you probably still wouldn't have gotten bigger than, you know, what he would have became anyways. You know, mm. like, like just because someone's a fan of me doesn't mean that, you know, I shouldn't allow them to be a fan of you or, you know what I'm saying? Or, or in the sense of like, bro, I follow over a thousand people on Instagram, a thousand, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Hundreds of artists and celebrities and things like, yeah, you know, you're going to, people are going to follow and listen to and, you know, uh, re- respect and, and and all that like and be just be a fan of whatever they want you know so you being a gatekeeper thinking that you're gonna lose fans you're gonna lose fans it's just another person gaining yeah you know someone's not gonna stop liking an artist just because there's another artist doing something similar you know just keep doing you keep getting better at what you're doing keep I making agree. music that makes you happy you know if you make music that makes you happy if you Make music that makes you feel in sync with yourself, in sync with the universe. Like 
you know, there, there's moments where like music just flows through. There's there's 90% of it feels like music is a job. And then that 10%, you're over here, like the music is just flowing through you because mm-hmm. you have set yourself up. Like I've set myself up to have this space where I can create to the best of my ability with as little limitations as possible, you know? I So like you just... You just just gotta, you gotta, you gotta live life and you gotta follow that vibe. You gotta follow that feeling. You gotta, right. you know, w- your gut tells you, your intuition tells you that you're going in the right direction mm-hmm. by making you happy, making you feel good when you do things that are good for you. You know, just keep, you know, make a list of those things and make sure you keep working towards each one of those because it, it doesn't necessarily need to translate to your career mm-hmm. or music directly. It could be, you know, your your fiance makes you happy, you know. So it's it's part of your list of to do things to continue to be good for her, yeah. right? You know, like if somebody's good to you, you want to make sure you reciprocate that because mm-hmm. everything is a balance, man. There's and you put out positive energy towards something. Positive energy in that area is going to come back to you. Facts. And as long as you dodge the negativity and deal with it. And, you know, learn, learn how to move past any th- roadblock or anything that's trying to make you a, less ver- a lesser version of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, keep putting out positivity because the negativity is going to come regardless. Like yeah. I said about you're always going to have people commenting negative shit in your comments, mm-hmm. no matter what. No yeah. matter what, it's always gonna. It's always gonna. It's happen never gonna be. To it's everybody. never gonna be positive all the time. You're never gonna have that that positive positivity all the time. You will yeah. have it, but there's also gonna be. Well, focus on the positivity. Yeah. You know? it's, it's like a, another thing. Like you know, just focus focus on those positive comments because you're you're focusing on literal positivity in this world. Like mm-hmm. positivity is energy. Everything is karma. You know, balance, good, evil, positive, negative. Like, like, there's just a balance to this universe, yin and yang, bro. Yin there's yang. a little bit of good and all the bad, and there's a little bit of bad and all the good. That's what the yin and yang stands for. So, as long as you know how to take the bad, whether you're on the the wrong side of that yin and yang, mm-hmm. where you're getting a lot of bad and the little good, keep working towards that good, you know, or wallow in the bad because it, like, that 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 shit that shit will swallow you up and that shit will change you into a different person. And then you're going to be two, three years down the line being this person that you never wanted to be until you finally snap out of it. Hopefully, you know, like I was a I was a person I didn't like before and I grew out of that because I'm continuing to learn. I read, I listen to podcasts, I grow, I have great intelligent conversations like this with people, right. you know, so I'm, I'm constantly trying to become a version of myself that I I know that I can become in all the you know, all the best ways, seeing things, like you said, a wiser man learns from other people's mistakes. I, I, yeah. I do that. You know, I look at other people and, you know, I learn from their successes and I learn from their mistakes. I learn, you know, from their personality and how they deal with, uh, you know, people in general, how they deal with negative situations. And I learn and I think, mm, you know what, I don't like the way, you know, like, for example, I don't like the way my brother, when we're arguing, he just got, he's got to yell. You know, I don't like that. So I always see it as like, psh, I'm never going to be that person. You mm-hmm. know, I'm going to make sure that I always control myself no matter how heated something might get with anybody. I always, I don't yell. I remain calm. Mm-hmm. 
it's real hard, I feel like, to throw me off, you know, and make me mad because I don't like being mad. I don't like that person. But if you make me mad, you know, I'm also already so calm at that point that I handle myself correctly now. And, you know, I deal, I deal with situations in a way that I'm proud of rather than the person I used to be, you know? And it's, it's, it's all, I feel like it's all about that growth. I'm proud of my growth and I, I'm constantly, like, I'll never be a perfect mixing engineer because I keep getting better at that every day. I'm not a perfect person and I'm not the person I see in my mind yet, but I'm very, but I can look back at the steps. I can look back at that staircase and it's pretty dark all the way at the bottom because that, that, that bottom is far away. I'm far away from the person I used to be, you know, and, and positive and negative, bro. Yeah. You know, my life could suck and there's moments where it did. And I just decided to become a better person out of it and not be cynical not be, uh, not be self-loathing, not be, uh, you know, ashamed or feel like I'm lacking or feel like, you know, the world is passing me by. Mm-hmm. Have those moments. I think everybody does, man, but it's figuring out how you want to deal with it. Do I want to, do I just want to sit in this feeling or do I want to figure out how to stop feeling this way, feeling better and becoming a better person for myself, Right. you know, and being a better person, you know, one of, one of the things that I grew in, I feel like the most is like, is, uh, being a better person to the people around me, you know, and then that made me love myself more. So like once I, you know, I became more reliable to my mom, for example, I became more mm-hmm. reliable to my brother and my sister, you know, and like, and becoming more reliable to my friends, like that reliability for me was a big thing that I felt like I needed to work on. You know, tell people, yo, I'm going to be there at seven. I'm there at eight. Shit, I was late today doing this podcast, you know? And it's it's something that I no longer feel like ashamed and guilty of, but more mm. something that I'm like, I got to work on that, you know? Like, you know, it's in the back of my mind that I was late for this podcast right. because it's a quality that I don't like about myself that I'm slowly improving. Mm. You know, so I'm just, you know, I think that's what life's about, man. I and agree. I'm, I'm yeah. Slowly improving on everything, you know, focus on things you don't like about yourself and change them. Just don't focus on them. Yeah. You're a better person than you are now than when you were before. 100%, bro. I feel, every every day, yeah. I feel like I'm a little better. And then you you take a few steps back, you know, but then you're like, hmm, I don't like it back here. Let's Let's keep it moving forward. Right. And I think that's like the best thing that you can do. That's it's never bad to change. You know, if you're changing, change for the good. Change for yeah. to improve yourself to become a better person. You know, right? And right. some of these, like you get older and you learn some of these things, and and you get better and wiser. You know, yeah. And like you said, I could couldn't I couldn't agree more, man. There's a gin and yang in this world. There's karma all around us. There's a mm-hmm. balance to it. There's a positive as much as there's a negative, but always focus on the positive, man. Because when mm-hmm. you focus on the positive and think positive things, mm-hmm. positive stuff will come back to you, man. Right. It's all an energy. It'll come back to you guys. I don't know what more can I add about that, man, because I you, you couldn't have said it better than I can, man. So I agree. We're just going to wrap this up with a few questions, man. Yeah, let's get it, man. This is actually a very good one. Um, what has been up to this moment your greatest accomplishment? My greatest accomplishment. Um, my greatest accomplishment was being able to pay my bills and support myself through music. 
through through being a mixing engineer, through being uh, an artist, and you know, like being my own boss. That's that is my biggest accomplishment. You know, I'm not making a lot of money. You know, I'm not where I want to be at yet, but I can pay my bills doing uh doing something I created for myself. So yeah, that's dope. That's dope. I like that, man. Not many people are lucky enough to do that stuff, man. Yeah, hell yeah, bro. Absolutely. What are you currently doing and what do you hope to accomplish? All right. So I currently run Paper Brigade Studios. Mm. I'm a recording, mixing engineer, producer, songwriter. Uh, I'm, and, you know, I short-term goals, bro, is I want to I be busy all the time in this studio with clients, mm. you know, with with, you know, doing full projects for artists, albums, you know, being the uh, producer, mix, uh, recording, mixing engineer for, um, and, but ultimately I want, I want to make money directly. I want to be very successful in making money directly off of content mm. that, that, you know, I create myself, whether that be music you know, whether that be, you know, uh, streaming on Twitch and mm -hmm. YouTube, you know, making money, making money from, from music and being an entertainer and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and just making money doing exactly what I love doing, what makes me happy. Like, and that's exactly what makes me happy. I like, I love making music and I just want to be, I just want to be doing this for the rest of my life and continuously being more and more successful at it. One final question, man, and we can wrap this up, man. Let's just say that you're walking down the street, man, and all of a sudden, fucking UFOs came out of nowhere, and they come to you running, and they say, like, yo, Vivo, we need your help. Like, we need your help. We got a situation, and you and only you can help us, man, bro. We need you. But before we, where we take you, we don't know how long this is going to be. Here's a piece of paper. Write free pieces of advice that you will get to someone. What are those free pieces of advice? Ooh. Three pieces of advice. Mm -hmm. Do what you love. And I feel like a lot of people say that, but I think it's important to work very hard at what you love. Yeah, I think that's better. Not yeah. do what you love. Work very hard at what you love. Two would be give before you take. Mm, that's very important. Give before you take. So give, you know, like, because you, you, the universe gives back exactly what you give to it. And the universe yeah. is people. The universe is, you know, this planet, all that. All right. Yeah. That's and good. the third, and the third one would be stop giving a fuck. <laughs> stop giving a fuck. Yeah. Like. Do you be the most you that you can be because the only time you're not yourself is when you give a fuck, when you give a fuck mm. about somebody, what somebody thinks, what somebody says, how somebody perceives you. Number three, don't give a fuck. Huh. That's, that's dope. Those are free pieces of advice, man. I love it, man. <laughs> I mean, the only follow up I can give from that is above all those stuff that you said, man, just. Be humble, man. Yes. Yes. I like that too. Yes. Be humble, man. Be humble with everybody. Believe it or not, humbleness pays off a lot more than you think. 
way, 100%. way more than being a shady person, way more than being a shitty person uh, or an asshole or anything. Like, be humble. Just 100%. Treat, treat people right. Like, treat, is it treat a janitor the same way you will treat a CEO? Yeah. Yeah. Because you never know when that person yeah. that you helped out all of a sudden it's the person that's going to help you out. And that, and that goes, that goes to back to giving without having any intention, you know, you know, being good to people without any intention. Like, like you said, it's, it doesn't take you a lot of energy being good, man. Just be going. Don't be a dick. Yeah. It's not that hard. Like just be nice to everybody and also have patience. You know, we need to have patience because this didn't happen just yesterday, bro. This is years, years and years, years of experience, years of hard work. And right. And this podcast, it took me a year to build up. And you can see the progression from the start to where it is right now. Didn't took me yesterday to build this. I know it took me a few years to think about the idea of me of having a podcast. And it was just last year that I started with the podcast. Like this takes time. So have patience to your goals. You will have it. As long as you're consistent and you don't give up on it and you keep thriving through, bro. Yes. It will happen, bro. Yes. So the only things that happen is what you make happen. Everything else is luck. Yeah, pretty much, man. You got to make it happen. My dog, I'm listen, man. I, I, I had a great time. Great conversation. I feel like I learned a lot. Um, same over here, man. I, I, learned, I learned a lot about you and I learned about about myself and a lot of a lot of things that I never thought about. You know, you're you have a lot of good intel and perspective of some some of the stuff here in the industry. And I love it, man, especially especially you're the first rapper and producer on the hip hop genre in Damn, this in this podcast. You're the first that's one. Cool. So I learned a lot about from your perspective, on your on where you see things. And it's funny how some of the stuff that you say correlates to some of the stuff that I've been going through, you know, right, I've been right. preaching stuff. So it's like, it's awesome that we have that mentality, man. It's absolutely, dope. bro. Yeah. No, we, we right here wave with the wavelengths. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, hey, listen, anytime you want to have me back on here, bro, I would love to do this again. You know, I'll let you know when we're doing uh, the season two of the worst podcast podcast on the internet. And, you know, we'll have you on there as well. Oh, time. dope. It's an honor for me, of course, man. I'll, yeah. I'll be there. I'll swim by, bro, for sure, man. Dope. And you're a friend to the podcast, man. So obviously, we're going to have you back over here sometime soon in the future, man. So obviously, whenever you feel like it, hey, you want to do another one? All right, let's go. That's it. Oh. That's, oh, how yeah. I, that's how I roll it, man. So, Vivo, man. I appreciate man, that. Brother, thank you very much for coming into the show. It's an honor and privilege to have you, man. As a fellow SAE alumni, you're the, let me see, you're actually third SAE alumni in this show, bro. Dope, dope, so, dope. Let's, uh, yo, we, what we got to do is we got to bring everybody back together, bro. We got to we gotta have a little, you know, party or event where yeah. we, bring our, we hit up everybody from SAE, bro, and we all link, we connect, and we see where everybody's at in their life. That would be dope. Yeah, I will. I'm I'm up for it, man. Let me all know right. what you think about it. I'm all for it, to it, bro. I got you, bro. I'm gonna make that happen. I like that. And let me, let me let me plug in everything real quick. Oh <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mind. You know, I was gonna say like plug yourself out, like let the people know where they can follow you and what they can expect from you in the future. Perfect, perfect. My dog. All right. So uh, my name is Vivo. 
I'm part of Los Brigados. You can follow me at Termia Vivo on everything. And you can follow my group where I put out music as an artist, uh, Los Brigados on everything. Look at look us up on Spotify. Look us up on YouTube. We got some dope videos and some amazing music. Uh, and one more time, Wolfson, my dog, I appreciate you. This has been an amazing conversation. And uh, like you said, bro, we're going to do this again. Absolutely, man. Thank you very much for coming into the show, bro. And thank you guys for listening. And remember, every week is a brand new episode with a brand new topic. So always remember to be sure to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast at YouTube. We finally did it, guys. 100 subscribers. We got our own URL. So guys, follow me at YouTube at Lone Wolf Podcast. The Lone Wolf Podcast at YouTube. You can follow me there. But also, you guys don't want to see it on YouTube. You want to hear it in audio? Guys, follow me on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, uh, Wolves of Music as well. So, guys, you can always check it out there for free. For free, guys. You can always comment down below. Let me hear your thoughts. Share your experiences. If you got a specific topic that you want me or Vivo to cover, please let us know on the, on the comments down below, and we can try our best to cover it on the next episode. So, Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you guys at the next one. Deuces.